Hey everybody, we back again. We're back in my lab. Like a Jimmy Chandra. Wow, I ignore that. Uh, I'm Spencer. <laughs> of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Dr. Nas. Whatever, not saying it ever again. <laughs> uh, said it too much already. Uh, this is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and mental health. We also have some laughs, so don't take us too serious. Or do. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. Yep, just like that. That's the sound it makes once you click the thumbs up button. Remember, if you hit that thumbs up button, you'll hear this sound. A little bit louder. <laughs> Got quieter. Wow. <laughs> also, also before we get into the scene, check out our merch um, on our website. Look at me, teachers. Click shop. Yep. Look at those. Look at those things move. Look at those teachers. Who would have thought he had muscle? <laughs> that was just that was just plaster in there. Meat and potatoes. Was muscle. <laughs> just potatoes. That's real American. Uh, let me stop. Yep. There you go. Uh, <laughs> So with that, today we are checking out a scene from the new movie Air on Amazon Prime. Yes. Like Mike. Like Mike. Um and this movie's all about uh Sonny Vaccaro uh and Nike trying to pursue Michael Jordan um and creating a partnership that revolutionizes the world of sports and contemporary culture. I'm literally reading the summary of the fucking movie. Works. It is. All right. Um, but yeah, it's all about Sonny. Um, mainly Sonny, a little bit of Nike. Sonny was really pursuing Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. um, and how he's trying to convince Mike, who wants to go to um, Adidas, Adidas, to come over to Nike, a very smaller company um, at the time, um, getting beat out. I think Adidas had like... 38% share of the market mm -hmm. or something ridiculous like that. Yep. It was a lot. Um, and like Nike only had like six or seven, something like that. Yep. Very low. Um, but yeah, and just him trying to get him to come over to Nike and show him that this is going to be a revolutionary thing if he actually does come over. So some of the characters that are in uh, this movie are going to be Sonny Vaccaro, um, who's played by Matt Damon, Phil Knight, um, who's played by Ben Affleck, Dolores Jordan, um, who's played by um, Viola Davis. Viola Davis, there it is. It was on the table. Right um, but yeah, um, so the first scene that we're going to check out is Matt Damon flying all the way out to North Carolina to see the Jordan family and convince them to just have a meeting, not even sign with Nike, just have a meeting. Um, with with them um which michael's kind of hesitant on because he just doesn't like nike and <laughs> he loves adidas um so chris tucker's character um howard white actually convinced um convinced uh sunny to go to north carolina to talk to the mom like that that was his whole idea you always got to talk to the mom in any black family you got to talk mm -hmm. to the mom because she's the head of the household she does her thing um 
And so he finally does and tries to convince her and tells her this is what's going to happen in these other meetings with Adidas and Converse. He can already see what's going to happen. He already knows. And so um, he lays out what's going to happen. And it turns out they actually do all the things they said they were going mm-hmm. to do. Yep. Um, but yeah. And then uh, kind of moving on in the second scene. Second scene is more of an emotional slash motivating scene um, where Sonny finally has Jordan in front of him, shows him the shoe that's unique and different. Um Yes, this is it. Um, And tells him how he's going to revolutionize everything and how how he is going to be different than anyone that's ever come before. Um, It's also very cool to see um, the fact that, you know, in this scene, it's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole on the whole movie. Um, I love this inspirational music playing in the background and I love the clips. Um, So. Before we get into the clips, nah, anything you want to say before we jump in? Get ready to meet Black Jesus. Michael Jordan. It's Black Jesus. Yep. Not Jesus Shuttlesworth. Nope. That's his cousin. That's his cousin. Yeah. I'll go by Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Excited to break this down. We're going to go in a couple different directions. First scene will be, uh, I'm going to use a metaphorical thing, but also how he believes in Jordan. He's trying to prove it, prove his worthiness uh, Mm -hmm. to get him to come to the company. Uh, Second scene is more motivational, uh, more inspirational. Uh, Also, we can see Sonny as being a therapist trying to sell your client on a better life. Uh, Your shoe is just a shoe until you step into it. Job is just a job until you, the person I'm talking to, steps into it. Um, until you step into your real life, the one that you deserve and that you're going to take for yourself. So, excited to talk about this. Um, as a heads up, uh, we are, of course, we got the merch. And they're doing a bunch of stuff on Instagram where they're trying to promote that stuff more now. So, you'll start to see that always on top of our Instagram thing. Just started today. I just seen it. Uh, we got some new stuff coming on the line. Spencer's redoing the hats, and then we'll start yes. doing some more reels about that uh, coming mm-hmm. this weekend because we got finally got some time. And lastly but not least, we got a bunch of our uh, therapists, fellow doctors, that are going to start coming on the pod in the coming weeks and months. And so we're going to get a new taste, a new flavor of uh, some humans, and so we're really excited about that. And that should bring in a bunch of different perspectives. One would say a different Spectrum. Yes. Doesn't sound as good when you say it. Um, no. So, All right. let's get in the scene. Whoop, whoop. Let's whoop, do whoop. it. And two ads brought to you by Crack Chicken. Crack Chicken. It's It'll good get for you your fucked up. Yep, yep, yep. And high blood pressure. <laughs> yeah. Five generations of Jordans have lived and died in this forest by the highway. And here since the Civil War, some of these trees are over 800 years old. You know, it's quite presumptuous of you to show up at my door. But I believe the saying that if you say what you want, that's fine and good, but doing something about it, you know, 
That's what really counts. Is he here? He is. But you don't need to see him. It's not time for that. Where'd you get that name? Sonny. Sonny. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> my mother had trouble bearing children. So when it finally happened, she said that when she was staring up at the bright, hot light in the hospital, all she could think about was the sun. She's still with us? She's not. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, it was a long time ago. But, but she did her best to raise us. I think it's admirable, giving your life for your family. You give and give until there's nothing left to give, then you give some more, but <laughs> it's worth it. You're good at this. Yeah. We're sitting here talking about my parents instead of about you. No. I've had a lot of practice, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Mr. Vaccaro, now you do understand that Michael's intention is to sign with Adidas with Converse as a second option. I do, and with respect, I think that's a mistake. Um, I. I'll make a bet with you. I'll, I'll tell you exactly how those meetings are gonna go, and if I'm wrong, then, then don't take a meeting with Mikey. But if I'm right, please consider that, that you and Michael come out. Right. This is Converse, by the way. John O'Neill will have his hair gelled up like an asshole. Excuse me. Bunch of them will be wearing red ties for the Bulls. John will have a Rolex for sure. Um, now, I've seen a lot of basketball. But the feeling that I get when I see Michael, there's only a few other players who gave me that feeling. Now, when he's done, I'd love it if you would ask him a question. How's Michael gonna stand out from these other players? How's he gonna be different? What about Michael's meeting with Adidas? Michael's top choice is Adidas. Hello, Mrs. Jordan, oh, no. welcome you to- You could just tell me. Okay, sorry. Here's what they'll say. We have the best shoes, plain and simple. All leather, all the kids want to wear them. Converse isn't this cool. And, I mean, this is me talking now and not Adidas. They're not wrong. I, I get why Michael wants to go there. Here's what you should ask them. Mm -hmm. Who's running your company? I think four different people in that room are gonna give you four different answers. And that's the problem at Adidas right now. And it's gonna be a real headache for you for the next few years. Why should I ask you? Ask me why I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. Why are you in Wilmington, North Carolina? Because I believe in your son. I believe he's different. And I believe you might be the only person on earth who knows it. That's why I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. All right, Mr. Picaro, thank you for coming. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. Turn it off, Rob. Turn it off. Just Sonny, please. Sonny, what the fuck are you doing? Forget about the shoes. Forget about the money. You're going to make enough money. It's not going to matter. Money can buy you almost anything. It can't buy you immortality. That you have to earn. I'm gonna look you in the eyes, and I'm gonna tell you the future. You were cut from your high school basketball team. You willed your way to the NBA. You're gonna win championships. It's an American story, and that's why Americans are gonna love it. People are gonna build you up. God, are they going to? Because when you're great, 
and new, we love you. Man, we'll build you into something that doesn't even exist. You're gonna change the fucking world. But you know what? Once they've built you as high as they possibly can, they're gonna tear you back down. It's the most predictable pattern. We build you into something that doesn't exist, and that means you have to try to be that thing. All day, every day. That's how it works. And we do it again, and again, and again. And I'm gonna tell you the truth. You're gonna be attacked, betrayed, exposed, and humiliated. And you'll survive that. A lot of people can climb that mountain. It's the way down that breaks them. Because that's the moment when you are truly alone. And what will you do then? Can you summon the will to fight on through all the pain and rise again? Who are you, Michael? That will be the defining question of your life. And I think you already know the answer. And that's why we're all here. A shoe is just a shoe. Until somebody steps into it, then it has meaning. The rest of us just want a chance to touch that greatness. And we need you in these shoes, not so you have meaning in your life, but so that we have meaning in ours. Everyone at this table will be forgotten as soon as our time here is up. Except for you. You're gonna be remembered forever because some things are eternal. You're Michael Jordan, and your story is gonna make us want to fly. I know <clears throat> Mr. Falk's already shared this with you, but I wanted to give it to you in person um, because it's the most significant offer Nike basketball has ever made to any athlete. We're expecting the others to bid in a similar range. Thank you, David. Nonetheless, Nike has long been in search of its basketball star. We believe you are that star. Well, thank you, Mr. Vaccaro, Mr. Knight, Mr. Strasser, Mr. White, thank you. Ah, Mr. White, thank you, thank you. Well, you guys can come this way. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Mr. Jordan. Thank you, Michael. Listen, call me anytime. We're gonna take a hard look at everyone's numbers, and uh, we'll let you know when we let you know. Great speech. Emotional. Great, thanks, David. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. Sonny made it audible. Here you go, Sonny. What the fuck is that thing with, with the fines, by the way? It doesn't matter. We, I think we have them, and we just have to wait and see. It's a hell of a speech. What's good? What's good? Everyone at this table will be forgotten. I think I'm going to be remembered. I'm not... I think I've done something impressive, you know? I mean... It was a good speech. We got him. All right. And so we're back again. Oh, um, we're, we're, we're back. 
I don't know what happened there. It was a weird uh, cut. I don't know, I just started laughing true. for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, Mr. That's going to be in the blooper reel. <laughs> um, so uh, we just watched the scene from Air where uh, Sonny uh, goes to the Jordan's house and then talks to um, Dolores Jordan um, and tells her how special uh, Mike is and just how um, how the meetings are going to go um, with Adidas and with Converse. So, uh, as you know, I'm a sneakerhead. I love shoes. Um, and when this first came out, or when it was first announced, I was like, this is going to be great. Because uh, after watching The Last Dance, anything on Jordan, I'm instantly going to watch. Um, even though it's not directly about him, it's mainly yep. about Sonny and Nike. Yep. Um, I thought this was going to be a great film to watch, especially since it's directed, I think, by Ben Affleck and then, you know, Matt Damon starring. Plus Chris Tucker, Marlon Wayans, Viola Davis. Pretty great pretty good supporting cast. Yep. Yeah, pretty great. Um, and so, yeah, it's been... Uh, I've always I've kind of heard about um, how Nike really um, got to Jordan and how Jordan didn't really want to sign up with them and thought it was just going to be like a waste of time. But his mom convinced him um, to go see them to see what they've got. Um, mostly now, I will say most of this might be a little bit of a, you know, more of a pull towards Sonny and being he was like the main guy to really get it all to happen. Maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. I don't know. No. I don't know what happened. Um, but I will say for Sonny, he was one of the biggest advocates um for college athletes to actually uh get paid. I like that. He was one of the beginners of the NILs NIL deals in like, yeah, getting he the was. money. That was awesome. And that was back in 2014. Yeah, I saw um, that. Yeah, so he was uh, – because they actually had a 30 for 30 on Sonny. If you go and check that out too, it's actually a really good um, okay. documentary on him. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we want to talk about how not only does um, Jordan's mom – think that he's special but so does Sonny right he he's watched him play he see he saw his his body movements and he knew that this guy was going to be special even though like he talked about in the movie how he was a rookie but he was given the game-winning shot and he knew it was gonna go in right he knew it was gonna go in um and even people back then thought that you couldn't succeed as a superstar if you were below six seven foot We'll say below seven foot. Yeah. Um, and so now Sonny has this belief and he has all the odds stacked against him. Nike doesn't want to pay what they think they should pay, what Adidas and Converse are going to. Um, and uh, he wants to make that investment into Jordan. Um, so we're at this scene. Nas. What were you thinking when you first saw the scene and why did you want to pick this specific scene for us to break down? His almost delusional love, fascination, mm -hmm. fixation with this Michael Jordan. Right. It almost cost him his job. It could have cost him his friendships, many friendships, could have cost one of the characters his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one of the scenes... Uh, that I wanted to record, but I'll use it as a reel. 
you know, he only gets to see his daughter uh, every so often for, you know, a couple hours on Sundays. And he doesn't understand, like, hey, man, if I lose this job, I won't be able to get her the shoes. It's the only reason why she even mm -hmm. sees me. So, you know, right. Sonny risked everything because they're supposed to sign three players. They only signed one. Everything. Right. Everything. Mm -hmm. uh, no one believes that they can do this. No one. The agent told him to go F himself. Uh, the mother doesn't want to do it. Jordan doesn't want to do it. But he knows that he sees something. He's going to sell Jordan and his mom and his family, his dad, on what he thinks he will become. It's like he can see the future, and he says that. I can see the future. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in these meetings. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in your life in the next uh, scene that we'll watch. I can see the future. Why? Because I have all this data and experience and analytics from the past. Mm -hmm. Unless I can somewhat accurately predict on what how things will manifest moving forward. Right. Enough experience, enough game tape. I mean, right, he's like the guru of this NBA. Yeah. He is the pro of knowing the data, the analytics, everything. The game tapes, goes to all the high school games, college games. Just this, this guy's in it. Yeah. So it's intriguing. For someone to know as much as he does, got to be very obsessive, very regimented. Mm -hmm. Okay. Probably loses some friendships and some marriage stuff because of this, right? This, you know, you got to sacrifice a lot to do what he does. And right. so, right, I'm like, okay, a little narrow divergent there. Mm -hmm. Um, just as a shout out, the 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 creator of the Jordan shoe, I forgot his name. Do you remember it? Uh, Peter Moore. Peter. He was the actual guy. Yeah, yeah definitely neurodivergent. Portrayed as neurodivergent in the film. There's no way that he was mm -hmm. making these designs. Right. Uh, Without being no divergent. I think that he deserves a shout out for his mind. And I own like yeah. 15 pairs of that single shoe. Yeah. Jordan one, probably one of the greatest shoes of all time. All time. Uh, mm -hmm. Great to look in. It's fashionable. It's not that expensive. Most of the time you can power lift in it. You can time. play ball in it. Okay. Wait a minute now. I'm sorry. If you play ball in the Jordan one, which you have before, I've seen you do it. You're a psychopath. Those it. things are the most uncomfortable fucking shoes to play basketball in. Like I play basketball in Chuck Taylors. Those are really bad. Yep. Second Jordan ones. Can't do it. So if you're only running up and down like I am, it's not that bad. I'm not doing a lot of cutting and stuff like that. I'm just <laughs> trotting up and down the floor. If you're doing a bunch of other stuff, not a good shoe to wear. Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> if you you're just, just need to run up and down. <laughs> if you're just moseying up and down the court, it's not that bad. <laughs> Don't try to cut at all, because you will break your shit. Yeah, you know, just moseying up and down. Even uh, Jordan, in his in his own documentary, he went back to Madison Square Garden, and he put on the Jordan ones again after years of not wearing them. And he's like, "My feet are bleeding." Are dead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your feet. Yeah. They got Zoom bags in some of them now, folks. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sunny come off to me is a metaphorical theoretical therapist. He mm -hmm. is selling the mom on what's going to happen in that first scene. The mom is like many of my clients where she's asking me questions. Many of my defensive clients, highly intelligent clients will switch it. And they'll come to me like, hi, Nas, how's your weekend? Oh, mm -hmm. how was this going? Or how was that going? I'm like, well, hold on now. It's about you. We're supposed to be talking about your shit. And, and all that man drama or the work drama or the school drama or the motherfucker, you still can't read. <laughs> well, some of them can't. Well, maybe that's me who can't read. They can read. I can't read. 
I was about to say, I was like, wait a minute. Rejected? Yeah. And it's just very funny on how some of my clients will flip it on me. And I know that they do it on me. So I'll play a little bit of the game like he mm-hmm. did. And he said, you're really good at this. I said it to a client yeah. the other day. I said, you're so good at deflecting, honey. She said, I know. I'm trying to get this person to admit that they're proud of themselves of what they just did in the last two days. Right. And they just start asking and talking about random shit. And I'll bring them back to it like a, like a, like a, like a dog that just pissed on the carpet. You're going to smell it. Jesus. I'm Smell like, your accomplishments. Smell it. With a newspaper. People, he does not hit the clients that he sees, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Uh, Everyone's wild. I like to shake them. Not blast toys. Don't do it to them. Anyone but <laughs> blast toys. They're about the size of my head. <laughs> um, it is. That's odd. I know. It's odd. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, man, he reminds me of me. So right. story time. The mm-hmm. amount of times I find myself listening to someone for hours, weeks, months, then they'll be in a situation and I can already predict on how the situation is going to go. It's usually with dynamics with their friend, partner, husband, wife, teacher, coworker, supervisor. I, I collect enough data on the person that's sitting in front of me. And then I kind of know what's going on with the person that's across from them in the real world. And then I start to analytically put together statistically how this interaction will go moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, you know, am I it, technically you're gambling on some of it because there's a lot of variables that I don't know because my clients don't tell me. But I ask questions, very direct questions. And I'm like, okay, let's game plan this. What do you want to say? They'll give me a bunch of different stuff. Then I'll synthesize it, paraphrase it. We'll write it down. And then we'll get into like some of the deep feelings or beliefs or the things that they want to hit. And then we'll scrap the first thing, go to the second thing, and then we'll mix them together. Because I want my clients to win. When they're in these battles with people, I want them, I want them to win, whatever that is. I don't want them to get bullied, ran over, uh, to them get manipulated and becoming too emotional. Right. Right. There's many different things that we're trying to win in certain scenarios. Um, Sometimes it's it's about being emotional uh, because they're not doing it with the partner. And so how do we become vulnerable? So I've had some experiences in the last, I don't know, a few weeks, few months uh, where we're strategizing on how to handle a human at work. So some of my people are in charge of people. Some of them are in charge of lab rooms or classrooms or whatever it be. And there'll be someone that's not doing their job. And so we'll handle how you stay professional, but also push this person. Also keep everything documented. That way you don't get in trouble. And I can kind of tell on how it's going to go with that person. If they're going to deregulate and start crying on you, which I could tell from the one. Uh, Another example, um, this person is running into someone that's very manipulative. Very nasty. Is very telling everyone how they're wrong and assuming that they know how to do everyone's job, and then talking shit about everyone, and then the triangulation of everyone pitting everyone against each other. I said, anytime anyone gives you the ick, it's probably a personality disorder. Personality mm-hmm. disorder is them. They're playing these games. You don't even know you're playing the game, homie. I told the client. I said, you know, you seen uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? And he said, no, I'm going to see it soon. I said, okay, so you're going to think it's a fucking standoff. In actuality, it's a trap. 
And you're going to think it's a standoff because you know it's a trap. So you think, well, you don't understand. They've been playing the game their entire life. They've been playing you since they started working there. So be careful. Don't get into the game because all you're going to do is get pissed off. Look at them as almost sometimes uh, uh, laughable. Almost sometimes you may have a little bit of pity or empathy for them. Know that they don't control you because you know they're playing the game. So you take a step back. Don't engage with it. Stay very routine, regimented, militant, have everything documented, as always. Very professional with someone that's trying to play cons. And I said, they're just doing this with you? They said, no, they're doing it with everyone. I said, it's just a matter of time, they'll be fired. I said it with this other person at a different time, matter of time, they'll be fired. Just wait some of these things out, handle yourself. Can't control their shit. Handle yourself, it'll play out. Another human. It's talking about their... Bosses. It's always bosses I've been dealing with lately. A lot of my adults, bosses. So we handle a conversation on how they need to talk to them. I said, this is how it's going to go. So what you're going to say is what's going to happen. This other person that's working with you will start to notice things and they're going to say something. Then they'll talk to the boss. I get an email uh, uh, two, three days later. said, you were right. Just like Sonny. You were right. I said, I know. I know. Uh, and I said, and and then I said specifically, and so it begins. The dominoes will start to fall just like I told you they would fall. I've had this in massive litigation cases. Where I've helped clients sue and get money for discrimination, mm -hmm. for sexism, for, uh, for racism. Uh, one, for homophobia, right? I, I've helped people navigate some of these waters. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I'm not going to say too much, but like, you know, Spence, I've me and you know about an email that, right? Yeah. I know how to handle some of these things because I know what the people, based on what you've told me, I know what is happening. And so I know my way around certain conversations. I know what buttons to push. So yeah. I think some of my clients think I'm crazy. Like they thought Sonny was crazy. But if you trust your therapist and you have a good therapist, know that we see some things that you don't see objectively. I might get a little mad because someone's fucking with you and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But we see some things like Sonny. Specifically, we see something in you. We see something in you worth fighting for. Like Jordan. I told a human the other day. They said, I took up too much time. I said, you, you think I give a fuck about time? I just got back with a vacation with my friend. I just graduated. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Don't worry about my fucking time. We went 20 mm -hmm. minutes over. It's not a big deal. I ain't seen you in three weeks. There's a lot of shit going down. Calm down. Mm -hmm. I said, you know why I give you this time sometimes? It's because there's something about you I enjoy, I like. Something that I know that you are more than what you think. It's like the Lion King. You're more than what you've become. I need you to look inside. You're not this idiot that you proclaim to be. You're not this damaged individual that you keep saying that you are. You don't see it. I've seen thousands of humans now. I see it. Maybe no one else sees it, but I fucking see it. Why don't you believe me? I've been right about almost everything so far, like Sonny. Mm -hmm. Why don't you fucking start listening? I didn't say it like that, but pretty close to that. Right. And every mm -hmm. time they tank, they tank in these things. I also get a little scared, too, because my voice starts to raise because I'm angry now. Because mm -hmm. they keep saying the most horrific things. and But they've really, in fact, got no data about it. I've got the data. They don't believe my data. Okay. 
stick with me a few more months, I'll, I'll start to rub your face and you'll start to see what I see. Mm-hmm. Right. Sonny was a genius. Sonny was very well educated, intellectual. He was. I liked that scene because he's hustling the mom, which is a bona fide hustler. Oh, yeah. She is ultimate hustler right there. Ultimate. And so I've, yeah. every once in a while, I run into some clients like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, it's going to be a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, but that's like your favorite though you know you don't want to go with somebody who's just like all right i got you down real quick it's like you know well, a little bit of a challenge it's fun you want sometimes i want a challenge in there and then you know yeah. sometimes it's exhausting so i can only have a couple of them that right. i know that are shadow boxing with me shit man i think today i think i found out today when my clients are stealing my toys jesus what do you mean well, the, how are they doing I think, that i think he's i i think one of them is is, is cuffing them on his way out the door. Time to move I, him. I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to set him up. Why? I'm going to set him up yeah. now. I got some shit. <laughs> you have to be like Walmart, put all your valuable shit in the back. I'm trying to put a locker behind the door. You check it in, you check it out. <laughs> uh, eh, so be it. If they think that they need to take a $3 toy from Walmart, fuck it. Uh, you can't but, steal from the Nas. I'm trying to tell you, man. You steal the toys. That, uh, I'm telling you. Uh, Sonny, you had a good grasp of things. Uh, Viola, yes. it would be fun to shadow box with her. I like to talk a lot. With her, I would probably listen a lot. I would be mm-hmm. very inquisitive and just listen. With Viola it, or with uh, Viola. Jordan's yeah. mom? Yeah, no. Uh, well, Jordan, no, Joe, both. Well, both of them, okay. I would probably just be listening, but specifically Jordan's mom. Okay. She's going to teach you some yeah. shit. Yep. She seems like a very smart, very smart person. Like, yep. Who would have thought? Because if you haven't seen the movie, at the end of the movie, um, she makes pretty much makes Nike uh, give us like a certain percentage to Jordan anytime a shoe is sold, which is like crazy. That's like unheard of back then on her even i'm pretty sure even like larry bird and magic johnson didn't get those deals pretty sure um so not only did he get his car the money but he also got a percentage from every jordan sold which i'm pretty sure it was in the millions first time sold so yeah so they thought you know uh what phil knight goes at the end he said what we're gonna probably sell like the most we've ever sold was like six million. They they sold like sixty four million dollars in the first year of Jordans, yeah. Uh, and now it's like in the billions. Um, yeah, still going, and it's in everything. Like Jordan is in everything, everything, the brand, Fo- football, soccer, all of it, all yeah. of it. Right? They've got some of the biggest names in sports history in sports that wear the Jordan brand. Yeah. Um, another interesting thing. Who had a who changed the game for and this not many other people have done this is Floyd Mayweather. Mm-hmm. So now when he runs yeah. his promotions in boxes, he gets a certain amount per ticket sold. He gets a certain amount oh, wow. per popcorn and hot dog. The, he gets a certain amount per concessions. Yeah, he gets a certain amount a per pay per views streamed. He get yeah. he got a cut at the last probably six fights he did of his career. Yeah. Yeah, because the last about six, because he signed up for like six with one and then three with another promotion. It, he got tore off. And it's crazy because I seen it, or maybe you sent it to me or my nephew sent it to mm-hmm. me. He paid $250,000 to get out of his deal. Mm-hmm. 
that end up making three hundred million the next fight after that deal. Crazy. It's nuts. And so another person that just got down is, is Francis Nogano. Um, UFC, hmm. he just got out of the UFC. Now he signed mm-hmm. out with the PFL, and now he's getting a certain percentage of like everything now. It's getting ready to revolutionize the UFC because now the UFC pays him crumbs. Yeah. Crumbs. Yeah. They, they only pay like the big names any money. And, and it ain't even that and, much, brother. And what's his face? That uh, that one short dude. No. The they just paid like an influencer money, like millions of dollars. I forgot what his name is. He's like this little guy who looks like a kid. I forgot okay. what his fucking name oh, is. Oh yeah, the little yeah, the little guy. Yeah. Literally paying him millions of dollars for nothing just to show up to the fights and shit. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Hezbollah. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yep. yep. It's crazy. Uh so there's a lot of people that are these revolutionaries. Uh, mm-hmm. But also probably is seen as crazy and demented. I know Floyd was. I'm sure uh, J- uh, Jordan and Sonny were at one time. Oh, you um, know, Sonny was when they were doing that college shit. Like you and, giving and away we shoes. even had a, almost had a fight when we were playing basketball talking about, uh, you know, college athletes. And they're like, well, college student oh, yeah. athlete. It's a student athlete. They're student first. Then oh, yeah. Athlete. You remember that? Yeah. So like these uh, these older white dudes were talking to me and. I was yeah. like, man, you don't even know no fucking black people, do you? He's like, how are you going to tell mm-hmm. me who I went to school with? I'm like, come on, bro. I know you went to school mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And this was right when it, like, really picked up from uh, the NIL. Wasn't even a thing yet. They were discussing yeah, it, like it. Yeah, right around there. Um, and it was crazy because these athletes couldn't pay for anything, but yet they had their names in video games. That's where it kind of all started. And he, like this one dude, I forgot what his name was. Forgive me. Cause he fucking revolutionized all of this NIL stuff, but he saw somebody wearing his Jersey and he saw himself being played in a video game and he wasn't getting paid anything yep. for it. And I believe he got hurt. And that's why, you know, he was like, well, now what am I going to do? They invested so much into me, and now they don't. So what am I supposed to do? Making, stuff. People making money hand over fist, man, is nuts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember that. I remember how tense that got and how racial that got in that moment. Oh, yeah. Totally. And I was like, man, y'all need to chill. These Some of these folks ain't got nothing, man. So if they're going to get something, nothing the school's making millions and billions off of them. I mean, you already know the story with you know the Fab Five what happened with them and stuff. Yep. So, and how, you know, a dude was just paying for whatever, giving them money. And then they yep. got in trouble for it. Uh, and the thing is, it's been happening under the table. Now it's all been legitimized. So, I mean, the the hands are getting fed now. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of interesting things when we start talking about athletes. Yes. Uh, specifically, Sonny, uh, I would have loved to have seen his mind. And how he analytically looked at things and seen things. He could see into people's like souls and tenacity. Right? He's like, Yeah, I like John. You know, there's something mm-hmm. about Mike. And right, obviously the other guys are gonna be phenomenal. He knows that. The way he broke down film is the way that I break down people in their minds. Great metaphor. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he's still alive, so maybe we'll have him on the show one day. There we go. There you go. And I'm being honest. We'll transition to the next scene. Yeah. I give us a year. Year to two. I first projected us three to five years. Mm-hmm. I think by year three, we'll be good. Okay. Two more years. Right. That Hey, that's a sunny coming out. I two more to, years. 
I go with the vision. I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be like Jordan's dad. I'm gonna be like, okay. Cool. We've been making we've been making real good pods since January. So we're mm-hmm. only a couple months, we're five, four months into making really good pods. And just imagine if we had an in-person studio. I'm just saying yep. all the big podcasts got like them. yeah, like Pat McAfee. It's only a matter of time. Uh, let's transition into the second scene, which yes. is the fantabulastic yes. hype hype video. Yes. So we got Sonny. Uh he was able to obviously convince mrs jordan to uh come to nike and hear a pitch right and so um at first film phil knight comes in all disheveled and just talking about some weird shit like he does just weird shit also this film fucking disses him so hard he's just stealing candy from like a convenience store or some shit for no reason even though he's got he money. owns the company yeah he owns the company of nike and they're just saying like yeah you steal shit and he's a weirdo <laughs> pretty yep. much um but yeah Breathe. and so he was really hyped about this video that they had um for jordan and he really wanted to play it instead of having Sonny kind of talk through everything and him being the point man on this. And so it, it, they play the video and everyone's pretty much disinterested besides like Phil Knight and the guy who made it. Um, I forgot his name. Um, but um, Sonny stops the video and then he tells Jordan um, what he thinks of the future and how he knows that uh, Jordan's going to be a big part, a big role in the culture that's going to be happening around him and how we build up people into these things that aren't real. And then we break them down um, at some point, right? Which it was very true um, in real life because Jordan pretty much was untouchable, untouchable. Dude was, you know, didn't do anything shady or, you know, anything like that. Kept to himself, made sure to just win, win, win. And he got up on that pedestal and then all this shit came out about him betting um, and gambling and all that, calling him like an addict and all that. Um, And then his father dies. And there were some really messed up things that people said after... um, his dad died. They thought that his dad was killed because of his gambling. Oh, wow. And things like that, which is very messed up. Yeah. Um, And especially since, you know, his dad played a huge role in his life as well. Um, So, yeah. So they're going through all these things. And as Matt Damon is talking, as Sonny's talking, um, all these flashes of Jordan's career go down the line Um, him from being a rookie, being cut from his high school team to, you know, playing baseball and then coming back and winning his three championships and rising again. Um, it was a very intense scene in terms of motivation. Um, and like you said, inspiration as well. Um, like I said, it was one of my favorite scenes of the movie overall yep. um, because I love that intensity and I love the music that was playing in the background. That shit was pretty good. Um, yep. 
And that's the thing. And it kind of reminded me of the scene that we broke down of Jordan from the last dance of when he's talking about winning and how passionate he is. That's the same feeling I got from both scenes was just that passion for winning, that passion for seeing something he really believes in and going with his gut. Um, And then, of course, at the end of it, um, you know, they leave and then Phil Knight's like, what about my, I, I think I made something. I think I'm going to be remembered. I was like, is he really that much of a douche? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Douche, There's narcissist, no narcissist, right? Instead of just letting it be about Mike, right? He had to bring it back about himself. I re- like, all right. I love Nike, and I just, I'm hoping that's not true how he is. It's probably true, but I hope it's not. So, anyways, um, Phil Knight, great in his own right, but uh, Jordan will always be remembered, no matter what. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. What did you think of this scene? Uh, So, I'm going to go through the list, and then we'll try to hit the checkpoints. Okay. Wonderful motivational speech. Th- th- this makes uh-huh. me want to do my favorite motivational speech. And, and, and well, there's a couple we need to get to. Maybe we need to get to the Coach Carter, Remember the Titans. But my favorite one is from, and we already did the movie technically, but as any mm-hmm. given Sunday, the speech that Al Pacino gives in there, because that thing, that thing will, mm-hmm. that gets you ready to kill someone. Um. <laughs> But it's motivational. I think what you talked about, the we build people up. We build people up. We do this with sports figures all the time. We do this with other oh, folks yeah. in the in the general public too. Is you know, Stephen Curry, we love him, we love him, we love him. And then he wins too much, now we hate him. Tom Brady, we love him, we love him, love him, and now we hate him. Patrick Mahomes, we loved him, we loved him, now we hate him. Are you not entertained? Yeah, pretty much. Is this not why you are here? That's how we treat things. Uh I think Batman talked about it too, right? You, you, you die a hero, or eventually they'll turn on you and they'll hate you. Um, you die just, a hero or live long enough to be a villain. There it is. And I feel like that happens in a lot of things. Uh, I was going to say with Martin Luther King, the, most of the folks all hated him, hated him, hated him, and then they loved him. Right. Um, Seems well, like you have to lo- die for people yeah, to really love There was you. a lot of hate for him for a long time. Um, but most of our athletes, we build them up, uh, and then we like to watch them tear them down. So we build up Tiger Woods, and then mm-hmm. we enjoy picking them apart. Mm-hmm. We build up a lot of our athletes now. Like even some of us, I still think that he's an idiot. But like John Morant, we've all built him up, and then now people are enjoying taking him down. I'm not enjoying it. I'm just like holding you accountable for being an idiot. Yes. Yes. Um, we'll get into that at some point. <laughs> we will. We'll try and do some fun things this weekend. Um, yes. And so I thought that was a very interesting point. Uh, and it's like, who's going to have you back in that moment? Mm-hmm. Right. They they pan to the mom. They pan to the dad. Yeah. Uh, right. I think about some of my clients. Say, who's going to have your back when the shit hits the fan? Well, it'll be your very close ones. And then I ain't going nowhere. A human looked at me. And this was hurtful. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe they even said this. They said, I'm so, you're so, I'm so embarrassed. You're probably embarrassed of me while they were crying. Like, what? You think that I'm, I'm embarrassed of you? Why? Why? Because you're crying? It's been my fucking job for eight years. 
mm-hmm. is what I was, what I do. You're no different than any of the other hurt individuals that have been in here. Why would you be any different? And so then we backtrack and we see that it's part of their their trauma from their parent. And that anytime they would cry or show emotion, the parent would shut it down. The parent would belittle them and actually abuse them. And so they mm-hmm. think that that's what I'm going to do. And they keep thinking that's what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do. And I haven't done it yet. And so, but they're still like triggered that it's going to happen with me. Um, I just don't understand some of these things and how people project things onto you. It's intriguing. Uh, it's intriguing. And so people will see, be victimed or be hurt by others and then assume that everyone's going to do the same. When actually, not everyone's going to be like that. Not everyone's going to hurt you. It's very interesting sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. Leave your mark. That's the biggest thing he's saying. Leave your mark, right? Will you be remembered? Well, many of us, I don't know if we'll be remembered in the in the history of the record books. Just being factual. Um, yeah. But you'll be remembered by a lot of people that you're around. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a very metaphorical, very philosophical thing is, you know, how will you be remembered? I don't know if it matters on the quantity, mm-hmm. but maybe the quality of the individuals that you leave an impact on. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. As you've seen during my graduation, I did not invite anyone, really. I invited right. a handful of three friends, three friends, mm-hmm. one one family member, because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want it to be some big show thing. I never invited anyone to my bachelor's thing either. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. only friends. And my master's thing was only friends. Um, It's not that I'm a private individual. I just, I have certain individuals around me. Mm -hmm. I know many of those individuals love me. Uh, So it just depends. Quality versus quantity. What's your impact, right? It's a thing. Um, Going down the list. When Homeboy said, it just shoes until you step into a mic. So that, that's the thing, man, is like life. Human looked at me the other day, and we've talked about this on the pod. Is mm-hmm. this all life's going to be? Just sadness? And like these breakups and like me not being enough for people and not being enough for people. I mean, it's bad enough. My mother didn't love me. It's bad enough. I never knew my father. I said, I haven't done anything. I've been working with you for a year and fucking nothing. I'm just in as much pain as when I first met you, Nas. Okay. So now you're starting to question me or the mm-hmm. work that we've done. So I remember when we first met, you was getting ready to quit. But somehow you stayed in school and now you're happy as pigs and shit in your program. Okay. Second thing, I remember we tied up a lot of trauma with the mind and healed. And we got past that and we worked through that. You set some boundaries. You got tough as shit while staying loving. But we haven't done nothing in the last year. Okay. So now you're dealing with some relationship stuff. We handled one thing at a time. One fucking thing at a time. We can't handle everything. One thing at a time. You're just starting to figure out what shoes you like in life. And you're just starting to step into your role and what you want to become in life. So I started planning. What do you want to be when you grow up? They said they want a partner. I said, okay. They don't don't know about jobs, this and that. I said, "I've, I've had my dream for years. I told Spence the other day, I fucking hope I don't get this one job. I hope I don't. I can move forward towards my actual goal, which I'm meant to do. Right. But if I get this job in Texas, then things will shift. I don't think it's going to happen. It could happen. 
My father still thinks it's going to happen. But if it doesn't, I am happy to shift and go into strictly autism in Detroit and, and start a life uh, in, a, in a community there. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I've never actually pictured a partner in my dreams. Mm-hmm. There's never a partner there. Friends, community. It was always me giving love. It was never me with a partner. I said, I, I've dreamed about a kid. Mm-hmm. I never had a relationship. Uh, I don't like long or lust for it. I also get very bored. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. So the, most humans are not like me in that aspect. But I wanted them to paint a picture of what they wanted. And I wanted them to you know step f- towards it. What are you doing today to make sure that you're going to get the shit that you want? Are you doing like Mike did? Are you busting your ass? going Getting cut from the high school team and now you've clawed your way through college and now you're going to the NBA and then you became the biggest, baddest thing in history? It's the same thing with mental health. Those folks that are watching, those folks that are listening, you're going to do the meditations? You're going to drink enough water? You're going to get at least some good food in you? You're going to go for some walks? Maybe a little stretching and yoga? You're going to try to foster new relationships? Are you going to try to make some new friends? Are you going to demand that people in your family or your loved ones treat you with respect? Because those are the little things like Mike would do in his training to get you the next step. Mm-hmm. They said Kobe stretched two to three times a day. Most people won't fucking stretch once a year. Fuck no. That's probably how I hurt my leg. There you go. When you finally step into those shoes, you're stepping into the reality of what you deserve and what you're going to take. Therapy is sometimes about coaching. I asked one of my legit athletes, uh, one of my uh, national competitors, right, for uh, powerlifting. And I said, you've been doing the meditations? I forgot to ask. I asked at the end. Yeah, yep. She said, all my lifts have been better. I said, man, my motherfucker, there we go. I said, now, when you get that gold medal, I get 10% of it. I don't know if you want to cut that motherfucker off or well, I at least get like the, the 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 satchel or you know the what's the thing the neck the necklace what the the, the necklace you know the thing if the gold medal's on the thing then I get the you know the chain lanyard I don't even know what they call it I don't know lanyard I get the lanyard motherfucker I I get, <laughs> I get the lanyard I get something I get your your dirty ass wrist wraps when we get to <laughs> that's funny because like. I swear to God, I watched the last dance and they fucking were. Jordan was walking through and people were tearing shit yep. off of him because, like Sonny said in the clip, they want a, a piece of him so that they can feel like they're closer to him mm-hmm. in his greatness or yep. whatever. Right. And so, yeah, that just reminded me of that. As LeBron would say back in the day, not anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. Witness. Oh, yeah. Because you were witnessing yep. some crazy shit. It's like people now. They they better appreciate uh Giannis and Joker. Just just appreciate it. Yeah, because you're that's it's once in a generation that you're seeing those talents. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh it's the same thing with me with some of my clients. Sometimes I just sit back and appreciate it. Even this awkward little duck when I said, You've been doing the meditation. He said, yeah. man, it's been awesome. I said, that's my girl. Getting ready to mm-hmm. squat like 500 pounds. Jesus. My fuck only weigh 150 pounds. Something's happening there. All natty. All natty. All work. 
Hard work. Hard work. So got, got that Jordan in her. She also got to kiss him, so. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jordan uh, you know, you know. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna get away from the list. Uh, Quick question before we get into it. So, we see that Sonny and his vision is doubted um, throughout yep. the movie, yep. and honestly, you could see it throughout his career um, once you look at it because no one respected. He was him. at Adidas. He was at Adidas. And he was about to sign LeBron James, but they wouldn't give him the money. Adidas, oh. they would not give him the money. So he passed and went to Nike. And you know how that story goes. Now he's billions and billions of dollars every year. Um, so how do you go? How will you? Let's say that. How will you deal with people not seeing your vision and the things that you want to do in your career, how will you deal with those people? You know, are you, especially if there are people that might be blocking your way to what you see as your future? Uh, you know, sometimes this, this question is a tough one. Uh, it's because I, sometimes I can't see, or articulate what I want to. It's like when they ask me, how do I know the person's on the spectrum? That's mm -hmm. a complicated, complicated question and a complicated you just answer. It so many times that you and just I, know. I get, I get that. I get that question so many times. I get doubted so many times. I've even mm -hmm. been made fun of in the office by multiple people. Let me guess mm -hmm. they're ADHD and autistic. You know, it's, 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 it's horrible the way people look at me. And I'm hoping that the doctor will change some of that. But mm -hmm. people will still doubt me uh, mm -hmm. and think that I'm some type of uh, crackpot. But the students and the people that I've helped and their family members, they love me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I never say that this is 100% the thing. I say, go, you can go look for more testing. I want you to talk to family members. I want you to right. read. Like I want you to come to this conclusion with me. Now, when it comes to building something in my image, you know, I've, I've had some interviews about that. Um, mm -hmm. It's hard for me to concretely, finitely explain on what that image is because I need to know the settings and the context. There's so many different variables that I have to build a world off of to build this neurodivergent autistic world from that yeah. if I don't have enough variables and enough data, then I can't, you know, give you the output. But right. the dream towards life, it was always a community center. Mm -hmm. It's always a community center with mental health, athletics, aquatics, and then like free food. So a food bank with inside of it. It's kind of like mm -hmm. some churches would like would be. Uh, mm -hmm. And then I'd have to get some grants, get a couple social workers, a couple nurses, right? Uh, tons of volunteers uh, to put this together. So now that goal has changed to smidge uh, mm -hmm. to just be uh, some neurodivergent clinical care. Mm -hmm. Um and still community-based things. And so the vision is there. Starting it on my own is there. I can easily get interns and get grants. Fuck with Chad GTV, GPT. I could probably write a grant so easy now. Uh, <laughs> write a grant for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. It's good. <laughs> it's real good. Couldn't write <laughs> yeah. it myself. I'm, I'm sending it right to Obama. Thank <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so some people... Will doubt me, 
I told people I was going to be a doctor. I didn't know how I was going to get to it, but I knew that I would finish it. I knew that I would get my two degrees uh, in undergrad. Uh, I think some people doubted that I could run my dad's fingerprinting business. I think some people doubted that I could buy a house. I think some people doubted that I could stay out of jail. I think uh, people doubted that I could probably read. Um, mm -hmm. I think people I know people doubted our podcasts. Many people called oh, it stupid. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. They called it little, that little thing mm -hmm. that you're doing. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's it's interesting. And he, people have doubted me and looked at me in these funny ways and not believed in me. And then mm -hmm. I will thus give up on myself at times. And like even today when we were cooking chicken, uh, mm -hmm. I said, Pop, this isn't happening. Just wait. We've waited longer. We've waited six months for one job. Mm -hmm. The fuck? It's been four weeks. Just wait. I said, I just wish I would know. Yeah. I wish I just want to, I want to move forward. Even though we're not doing anything, we're chilling out for the next two to three months. We're not doing anything. I said, just mm -hmm. shut up. We've waited so long for so many different jobs. Don't worry about it. I'm like, fuck you. So I'm doing my best. How dare you today. be positive? Motherfucker. How, you, how dare you be realistic? How dare you reaffirm me with my past and let me know that everything will be okay? I mean, once you've been, especially, you know, you've had your disappointments with the, like, you know, some of the jobs and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's obvious. But you know what? The thing is, is that you always have people around you that believe in you, even when you don't. And I think that's, and that's where, especially people like Jordan his succeeded. Mama. That's why he succeeded, because he had his parents around him. He had yep. brothers all around him. He had a really good system to really make sure that he's going to be the best that he can be. Unrelenting. Yes. And then you got yourself that can really push you um, to the next boundary where other people can't. So, Yes, he had unconditional positive regard, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's seen something in himself. He knew something about himself. And so that's the thing that's missing with a lot of people is, you know, there's this fire that, you know, at times was an ember for me. And then mm -hmm. something fanned it. And that ember turned into a flame. A flame turned into a blaze. The blaze turned into a raging fire. Mm -hmm. Everything burns now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are still stuck in the embers. Uh, and they mm -hmm. can barely even get anything going right through the depression. You know, what do you want to run towards? Are you willing to sacrifice and die for it? I've sacrificed a lot. Jordan sacrificed a lot. He sacrificed so many things that many people hated him. Yeah. And that's why he cried at the end there because he thinks it was worth it, but then also maybe it wasn't worth it. I mean, you just don't really know until you're dead. Yeah. I was telling a student this the other day. I said, you're not going to know. I said, I've lost two, one to two big loves. Mm-hmm. Is it worth it? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I said it hurts to see these other people married. Uh, and it hurts to see them with their children. But, you know, they're happy. I'm happy. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm good. They're good. You know, you just don't know how these things work out. You just do your best. You play the cards that you dealt. Michael right. Jordan was dealt some weird cards, and then he worked really, really, really hard. Had a lot of people that loved him, believed in him, that gassed mm -hmm. him up. But it's fine, people, if you can't, many of us are neurodivergent on this podcast and listening, it's fine if you can't articulate it. Maybe you could just have a scent 
a, a small visual. It was one of my clients that said, he said, uh, I think I said it before on the pod, life is burning out too fast now. It's, it's like a candle burning from both ends. When it burns out, I die. I said, why don't you find another candle? I don't know where they're at. Well, I helped you find the one. Mm-hmm. You were in a room of darkness before me. I helped you find the candle. He said, it's burning out. I said, motherfucker, go find the other ones. Mm-hmm. I said, maybe you're in a dark room and there's a door. Maybe you will find the door and there'll be a whole room full of candles. He said, I like that. Sometimes some of us are just looking for candles. We don't know what it's going to be. For me, it's a lot of the shitheads that sit in front of me in therapy. They're the candles. Mm-hmm. Every, every, Almost every one of them is the candle. Life is complicated. But Mike... Stepping into those shoes is us stepping into our lives. Sonny's ability to see. You know, it's amazing. Sometimes I don't think I'm doing much with clients. Kid, I'm calling you kid. Uh, It's a word of love. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't think I'm doing much. I said, I don't even know what the fuck I do for you. And it's like, man, the validation of just you listening is like a lot. means a lot. You just saying that I'm not fucking crazy. That this is a mm-hmm. thing that happens to people, that's like a lot. So, oh, okay, cool. Oh, yeah, it happens mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Uh, I remember I was talking to a boy that uh, OCD was kicked up. Uh, and he enjoyed me because he was Arab, not many Arabs, and uh, then a therapist. And so we talked, and I said, This is normal. This is OCD you're going through is super normal. He said, Oh, my God, it is. He said, I can barely fucking move. I'm the can't. Every decision, there's a butterfly effect on everything, and it all leads back to this one thing. I said, Dude, this is so much OCD. It says, extremely normal, you'll be fine. Me and you can fight out of this, and I'm going to show you how to do it by identifying, pausing, reframing, and then going about it in a different way. I'm also going to help you soothe some of the worries and the beliefs that are causing you to be more anxious and more OCD. You know, it took you know about three or four sessions, and we got him on a different path. He said, the set obsessions... Um, not being able to move and being paralyzed by choices are still there, but they don't invoke fear unless they don't mm-hmm. control my every move. I said, yeah, you're getting used to them. Now mm-hmm. you're not letting them gain power over you. And I said, that's really all I needed, man, because I was going fucking insane. And by insane, I mean I, w- I was going to kill myself because the OCD was overwhelming. There's mm-hmm. no way to stop the voices unless there's only one option. I said, oh, we always got more options, brother. Uh, and he said, everyone else I've told this just thinks I'm fucking crazy. I'm like, I ain't not crazy, man. You're anxious. And you're probably autistic, so. <laughs> uh, Check. There it is. Autism. Yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't go into that uh, because we didn't have enough time to. If I see Another him, session. Yeah, if I see him next year, I'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about this. Um, and Spence, you were kind of hitting on it. Everyone mm-hmm. thinks you're crazy until you go do it. Everything is a dream until you go make it reality. Everything yeah. is fake until you just do it. Mm-hmm. Nike, just, just do, it. do it. I want folks to think about that. You know, maybe some of you are dreamers because you want to be artists, or musicians, rappers. Go do this shit. Work on, work on your little grind. 
on the side, go get a job. One of my students, they said, nah, I can't wait to fucking quit my job so I can open up my own powerlifting gym. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Specifically for women. Well, let's do it. Yeah. I want to start writing my own comic books or my short novels. Uh, okay, let's do it. I want to start creating music. Why aren't we doing it now? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we looking for internships now? Well, they're way out in California. Let's do it. The fuck you doing in Indiana? Wow, well, no one's ever backed me like this. Well, I still want you to stay in school, you shit ass. <laughs> I'm going to quit everything because of you, Nas. Yeah, no, well, a couple of the kids, I'm like, girl, you're not quitting. You're not quitting school. <laughs> you cannot do that. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, so you're going to make me stay in school, huh? I'm like, yep. Not all of us are Jordans. Some of us are Steve Kerr's. Yeah, some John of us Paxson. need a foundation, and then you yes. can work on all the other stuff on the side. Like I told yes. you, five, ten hours a week, you know, do your production stuff, your music stuff, your writing stuff. There's ways to go about this. Uh, good book for people to read is The Originals. Hmm. I think it's by Malcolm Gladwell. Uh, they talk about a lot of companies. That, you know, they work on the side, they work on the side, they work on the side, and then eventually it takes over. So one of the examples was Warby Parker, the glasses. Uh, That's one of the biggest glasses place now that there is. Uh, It started Mm -hmm. with just a couple dudes in the garage. Everything is crazy. Everyone thinks that it's stupid. Until you do it. Until you do it. Uh... All right, Spence. So you already made fun yeah. of Phil Knight in there. But I'm sure you've been in those celebrations, like when you like accomplish a big goal and then you you and like your teammates are just you are like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. So I'm glad that they celebrated at the end there. Um, right. We I've done it as a therapist. When you have those aha moments, I've done it with clients. I've done it when they walked out. I've cried when they walked out. I've done it with other therapists after they had a good day. I've done it with teammates, my pops. Mm-hmm. I remember when I signed my contract for Purdue and I had my dad sign it. Oh, probably, wow. be, probably be invalidated now. Yeah, like, um, this is voided. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's voided. I, I think I signed it and then he hit the submit button. I had him touch it. Oh, said, okay. You go ahead and Genshin. give it a little touch. You know, you know, t- <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Feel the excellence. <laughs> Feel the excellence. Unlimited. Unlimited uh, power. I had to have him sign. I said, go ahead and sign it, Pop. Um, I think those are awesome, awesome, awesome moments to have when you accomplish something and you and your people are like, meow. Big games, small games, even games that we win. Uh, mm-hmm. Like playing a little ball and shit. I mean, there's always like a little celebration. I'm glad that they did that, and they were so confident, like, we did it. We, we won. We mm-hmm. got this shit in the bag. Shit, me and you were watching it. We're like, hey, I want some fucking Jordans. I'm about to go buy me a fucking Jordan, man. I was, I looked, I, I literally the Googled them. Shit. I'm telling you, man, I started Googling shit. I'm like, damn, man. $500. Oh. I'm good, dog. I'm good. <laughs> Never mind. I'm good. I got uh, enough. Let me get them shacks. Yeah. <laughs> them nice Walmarts. Yeah. <laughs> They got new John Morant's left on sale. 
<laughs> can't even buy his goddamn shoe anymore. I know. Such a what a fucking uh, idiot. Sorry, he's just a fucking idiot. Such an idiot. Uh, God. One thing before the ahead. motherfucker, all he had to do was not hold a gun. That's it. That's all he had to not do. And people, I like, I understand people defending him because he's young, and you know, he didn't do anything illegal and all that. Yep. But bro, you got caught once with a fucking gun. <laughs> They're like, you need to chill out. Don't do any more guns on social media. He's holding a gun on social media. Like, yeah, we all have these clauses. Technically, they're not necessarily clauses in our thing. But if we do something stupid, we're losing our jobs. Uh, I mean, you not- work for a company, and it's it's the NBA slash Disney, yep. right? So you're gonna have to pay. You're you're gonna have to act a certain way and be a certain way, and it is what it is. Like Charles was saying last night's game, you're up. You're a different threshold, different standard. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like Mike, right? It's a different threshold, different standard. Um, Yes. Even though you may have all the talent in the world, it doesn't cover up some of these things. If you work for someone, there is a standard. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why we try to keep the pod, you know, kind of clean. And then me and Spence like throw our jabs and say some crazy shit here and there. Uh, if sure. we were unchained and it was just my own company, we'd be saying some wild shit. We'd be saying so much. And what's going to um, happen like relatively soon. So get prepared, y'all. <laughs> Earmuffs. I didn't know they talked like that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, you thought we're bad now? Just wait. Just wait. Just wait. I, uh, I think the coolest thing about these two scenes is as a therapist. Right. So you're sunny in the first scene. You're also sunny in the second scene, or that could be like a case management. But that mm-hmm. feeling when you get someone to graduate, when a student mm-hmm. brings you a toy to tell uh, tell you how much they love you and they hug you goodbye, when a mm-hmm. student sits in my office for an hour and a half because they think that I'm leaving, an hour and a half, and mm-hmm. they cry continuously. And right. they don't even talk because they can't. And we just kind of sit there. And then they ask for a hug. I give them a hug. And I give them another hug. And then I walk them to the door outside of the office. And then I give them another hug. And uh, I said, I'll see you again, you shithead. Now, I'm not going to be gone before the certain time. So I'll see you again. Right. And of course, I told them to email me as soon as you know something happened in the summer. They didn't email me because they got ADHD and they're busy. <laughs> And this is why I want to talk about this would be the crescendo of the thing. There's certain okay. things that you see in people and I just can't explain it. Spence, you mm-hmm. see some people and you're like, and I know you've seen this in other humans too. They're just too mm-hmm. good for this world. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Like, I know this sounds gonna sound weird, but like, I need to protect you. Right. I need to educate you. I need to teach you. But in actuality, I probably don't need to do much, but because they already got this far. But there's certain humans where you're like, compared to this human, I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, I've said that many times. I'm just like, yep. I'm terrible. I'm I'm terrible terrible person. There's certain people that make you want to be a better person. I remember being in love with someone like this once. Uh I'm like, I stopped swearing around them. I was like trying to be more clean. I mean, for them, it was just... (laughs) You, you know, need to like tell your friends off. You're like, guys, guys, come on, tone down on the language. All right. Uh, no My girls here. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I remember so I was like, oh, I'm gonna clean it up because she would cringe. Uh, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm pretty she was obviously neurodivergent too, and so I overstimulated her quite often. 
Uh, so much fun, though. Oh, so, so much, much fun. fun. But she was just so good. Mm-hmm. And so caring. And so you see these humans. I was talking to a human the other day. I said, you're a better person than me. You said, I am? I said, yeah, you know, supposedly you're damaged and fucking trash and all this shit, but you're better than me. And I'm like, I said, you don't know me. And we've talked about this many times in the pod. I'm a shithead to most of the people I know. Yeah. Most of the people I know. And 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 and, and my father included, my brother included, uh, you're a good person to almost everyone you talk to. So does that not count for anything? Mm. Well, that doesn't get me any money. What the fuck's it always got to be about money? Your your stamp and the and your worth in this world is strictly about money, or strictly about having a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. You are worth more than that. So you see this stuff in people, man. It's a special thing. And it's hard to quantify it. Some people just got goodness. I remember being in class 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, I was sitting in the back. They're teaching us to be counselors. And I, the teacher just got done therapizing a volunteer, one of the other kids in class. And I asked a question. It's a weird fucking question, but my autistic ass, I didn't know how to answer it. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to come up with words. I said, I want to do what you do. She said, What do you mean? I said, You provide this comforting, warm, Blanket. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? I want to do that. I seen what you just did in front of the entire fucking class. How did how did you just do that? Mm-hmm. It was amazing. And I would watch all my other counselors do these things, these mock therapy things with other students, and they would break some of the students down in front of us. Like some of my homegirls would like start bawling their fucking eyes out. Like this was fucking intense, bro. Uh, She would say certain things. This one uh, teacher, Professor Owens, bro, anytime I talked to her, I was fucking terrified because she's Mm. like two sentences away from having you in a fucking puddle. I'm not going to piss her off because she knows exactly what what to to say, say. how to say it. Oh, my God. She got me to cry one time. First class, very first class, she got me sobbing outside. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember later on, she had me read this little kid's book in her office. She said, that's you, isn't it? I was like, nah, I don't fucking know. She said, yeah, it's you. I'm like, ah. Uh, I ended up watching her and mimicking her. And so now I know how to articulate myself and to navigate those waters with clients. The other day I, I told a client, supposedly they don't want to cry in front of me. Though It's never going to happen. It's happened once before, but she don't want to admit it. So the other mm-hmm. day I go, last week. You know, when I was talking about, you know, you being this good person and you being, you know, worth more, this and that, and how much I loved you as a human, this and that. And, you, know, you got soggy eyes. Why do you even care if I cried? What's the big deal? I was like, calm the fuck down. Yeah, but you sure. get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> you, be, you better take motherfucking, motherfucking bass out your voice now, man. Either you're going to cry from sadness or you're going to cry from the slap yeah. in your face. Pop. Your choice. Uh, and she didn't admit it, but it, it was a thing. When I said, I don't know what it is with you and not wanting to share emotional intimacy with other humans, uh, right? You only let your mother see it and you're already scared that she's going to be vilify you, but you won't let you, you won't open up to your partners. You won't open up to some of your friends. Uh, you won't open up to your therapist. And so I've just, 
Just pointing it out that it happened. She kept running the entire session. Anytime I tried to pinpoint an emotion, they kept running and running and running. Okay, you don't want to do it? Fine. I'll call you on and rub your face in it next time. Because uh, I'm trying to build comfortability with intimacy. It's good scenes. Mm -hmm. For everyone involved, the therapist, for, for parents, for caseworkers, uh, for people that don't believe in themselves. For people like me, they have a hard time articulating feelings. The other day, a student asked, what are you doing? And I said, for me to say something to you, I have to go inside of myself and feel what you're feeling. So give me a second. Because I'm going to say some shit out loud and you're, I'm going to ask you, is this right or wrong? <laughs> They're like, oh, that's what you do. I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I have to go in and, and think about it real quick and then I'll analyze it, compute it, spit it out. That's what Sonny was able to do. Yeah. He was able to go inside of the, the fucking innards. The innards. The innards. He felt something in his innards. He did. I mean, he... Um, so one of the big things about him is that he has like all these... Or had, I'm not sure if he does anymore, these different camps where all these... He invites yeah. different players um, and they come in and they play. And, and he started you know, the Nike camp, they said. Yeah. So he started that. And, you know, ever, I don't know. I don't know when, but ever since then, he's just been, he's always had a feeling about greatness and the players around him. And he knows exactly just what it is. He knows what it is when people get, and I don't even think it's analytics. I think it's more of just a feeling more than anything. It's a feeling. It's a touch. It's a scent. It's yeah. a look that players give. It's a swag. Right. It's a, yeah. It's all these weird fucking untangible things that I cannot describe, but they've got it. <laughs> and how do I know yeah. they've got it? Because I've seen it, a micro fraction of it, in this other person. Yeah. And all it took for Sonny was one shot in the title game when Jordan was a rookie. Yep. That was it. How Just many years did he spend at North Carolina? I think it was only two or three, I think. He didn't finish his degree. No, um, okay. I think it might have been two? three. Three? Okay. I, I think it might have been, maybe he was thinking about going to the third. Okay. Um, because I know he won the title with them, and then they lost, and then I want to say then he left. I want to say so, because it seems like it, he, I know he ended early, so it might have been like his sophomore year where he was like, yeah, after this, I'm done. Three seasons. Yep. Three. Oh, it was three. There you yep, go. It was three. Yeah. It's, I think that's the coolest, most fascinating thing about this entire thing is Sonny's ability to see something. Mm -hmm. And I guess my challenge for everyone is fuck it. Believe him. Yeah. Okay. What do you got Absolutely. to lose? And my thing is, is like, they still didn't believe him at like, he, like once you watch the documentary on him, he's an eccentric guy. He is, you know, he has a, he's a fast talker and all that shit. Yep. But at the same time, it's like, look at his track record. Yep. Like he knows what he's talking about. So why don't you just believe him? Adidas are dummies. <laughs> yeah. Which were owned by, or well, they were founded by Nazis. So there yep. you go. 
It's a thing. Adios. It's a fact. It's a fact. I know. It's a and that man fact. and and Reebok. Uh, oh, was Reebok too? Yes. Fucking Nazis! God damn yep. it! They're everywhere. Um. So I challenge folks uh, when you're talking to your therapist or your mentors or the people that believe in you, you can question what they believe in you. It might be hard for us to articulate it. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's. it's not a book. It is an analytical gut feeling and a whole bunch of life experience. It's wisdom. Wisdom is built through experience and trauma. Wisdom is built through hardship. It's the wisdom. And then some analytics and some data and some other things, but we know what we're talking about. Go with it. Now, when the people start to shit on you, you're like, okay, so should I believe them too? Because they're saying I'm a piece of shit. I mean, if you if you choose to. Uh Maybe listen to people when they critique you or edit you or refine you. But if people are just completely shitting on you, then that's probably a little weird and a little unfactual. That's probably a little bit more manipulation and a power grab. Uh, mm-hmm. Most normal people don't shit on others. That's not a thing. Right. And for my neurodivergent folks, people are just flat out shitting on you. That's not a normal thing. That's some toxic shit that's going on. Rarely yeah. do any of us get shit on like that. So if people are starting to gas yeah. you up in, in a good way, and start to go with it. Because rarely do we just gas people up and believe in people. So yeah. if we're telling you that there's some good stuff in you, if you're dating someone and your partner's like, Girl, I love you. And mm. like, you're my shining star. Start to believe it. And start to work on why you don't believe it. And talk to your therapist on why you don't believe it. And where it originated from. And slowly start to build within yourself. And if you can't do it because your anxiety is too much, then hop on some anxiety medication so you can start to control your thoughts. And then the therapy will be much more effective. Mm-hmm. All right. You good? Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Hello, Blastoise. Blastoise. Nah. That's how we sounded. Can't remember. Um, so thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, like Nas said, in the intro, uh, we are going to be having new guests come on to the show. Doctors, physicians, all the physicians. Um, they're going to bring a new perspective. Yep. So let's say different spectrum. Yeah. So we're going to be having new guests on. And... Um, yeah, we're going to go with it. See what the flow is like. We're going to see. See if they can hang with us, you know? Yeah. Because sometimes we're a bit much. And I still plan to be in a bit much with most of them. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll see how the vibe is. I think some of them will be a little coy. Uh, I know you're going to be like, oh, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Yep. I'm going to be like, fuck it, fuck. Yep. And then immediately I'm going to be like, my diaper. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. Your diaper. Well, I'm really that. excited. It's going to be an awesome, uh, an awesome section of very highly intelligent uh, women. Uh, yes. And some of them will the be ladies. nerding. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an awesome uh, group of women that we're going to flow into the pod. I think there's like one dude that said he was down. No, two dudes. Two dudes. Nice. Nice. Yes. We only have sausage party in this we show. Don't. And also a good majority of Bring our listeners. Bring in the tacos. Uh, huh? good majority of our listeners are women, so it'll be wonderful to get their insights instead of us two shitheads. <laughs> us two beef sticks. We're done.
Man, it's so much worse. All right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. I'm Spencer. That's Nas. Different ah. Spectrums podcast. Love you. Go subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs>